You're listening to episode one of the Career Geek podcast, in which we talk to film director and writer Stefan Elliott. Hi there, my name is Kyle Evans, and you're listening to the Career Geek podcast. Today we are talking with Stefan Elliott, film writer and director based in Sydney. His films include Easy Virtue, Welcome to Whoop Whoop, and The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. He's worked with some of the biggest stars both in Australia and internationally, and it's a pleasure to have him both on the Career Geek podcast and as a guest of honour at the Midfur 2009 convention. So let's go to the interview and hear from Stefan Elliott. Do you want to talk about yourself as a director or a writer? Well, I'm actually very lucky. I'm a writer-director. A writer-director is known in the industry as an auteur, as the French call it, which is, uh, which is it's got really got its, it's got its pluses. You do have a lot of control. At the same time, though, um, you're talking about sometimes 10, 15 years' work to get a single script done. Think about that. It's not going for a job. You write something. I mean, Priscilla, when I wrote that, it took me seven years. Because at that point, when you're totally in control, you know, you write it, direct it, raise the money, put it out, find distribution, go and do press for it. Seven years of your life. So sometimes just being a hired writer-director is much easier because you can come in and out very quickly. In about six months, you can do a directing job but if you're an auteur sometimes it can take you six years so does this mean that filmmaking is your full-time job is this what you live off or do you do other work we do i uh, know i'm a film i'm a filmmaker and i'm a writer on the side i write yeah. i write uh, other people's scripts in fact i write it i make other people's scripts better that's a good job i like it i just have to write the jokes sometimes if people want to become a, a director or a writer yeah in in the filmmaking industry what challenges do they need to face and be brutally honest well, to be a writer or director in this industry, you need talent. That's the big force and foremost, more than anything else. I mean, a lot of people come to this industry because they think that's what they want to do, but they just don't have talent. And that's a really tough, tough, tough ball to swallow sometimes. And the only realise you'll know if you've got talent is to go out and start, create, start writing and start making short films. You'll know. I mean, you can learn it. There's a lot to learn, but there's an inbuilt talent in you that you actually know, and that's the big one. You'll find the talented ones get through. Well, what can you say to people who have, who've, who've started already and, uh, and have started making their own films, like short films or whatever? Yeah. At what point should they honestly say, maybe I shouldn't be a director, maybe I should be looking at other things in the film industry, maybe I could be happy just being a camera operator or something? Yeah, you, I think everybody's got an inner voice that speaks to you. You do actually know after a while if you're good at one thing. I mean, I know many people have come into... I know people have come into the industry wanting to be directors and they've ended up being grips. And they're really good grips. And you think, OK, a grip is someone who moves a piece of camera equipment. You know, that's what they job. They, 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 they hoik all their camera equipment around. That's not what they do. There's a lyricism to gripping. When you're craning, when you're tracking, when you're swooping and whatever, you think those guys don't have any talent? They're like birds in flight, yeah, and they're big guys and they hoik equipment around, but a grip who doesn't have any timing or doesn't have any vision can ruin a film. So it's, it's been really interesting over the years to watch people come in wanting to be top dog and then finding they fit in really well elsewhere or somewhere into the system, and they're good at it. So that's one thing. You'll know. Your inner voice will actually t- teach you. But at the same time, a lot of people, you know, they write and direct and, and you know, they give in early. I mean, I, I know a lot of writers who give in early. They write one script and doesn't get gets a couple of rejections and they try another half one and they kind of give in. Well, the first thing you've got to use to anything to do with this business, the first thing you must get used to is rejection. Like people talk about Priscilla or Frauds, my first two little films, being my first scripts. Well, nobody knows about the other nine scripts I wrote before that that never got made. But I just kept going and I kept going and kept going. Most people after two or three rejections give in. Well, that's first of all a coward's way out. 
you just got to keep trying. Can I also talk about um, study? Did you do any university or TAFE courses? I started. I was one of those very wet, rare ones. I, um, I'd actually, I'd been, you know, I've been, been a film geek all my life, so I grew up in cinema. And it's interesting, if you have watched a lot of films, you know a lot about the medium and whatever, it's funny how much of it is in, built into you, if you really like the medium. So I started a film school. I got into a, a film school in uh, New South Wales uh, and only lasted a couple of months because whilst I was at film school, I was constantly sending out resumes and constantly knocking on doors, and eventually somebody offered me a job. And I just started film school. And I went to the head of the film school, and he looked at me and he said, take the job. He said, take the job. Do not waste three years here. Go. And the wisest piece of advice I ever got, I got out of a, t- of a course, and I'm now that, I'm one of the most favoured students of that course now, but I only did like a month and a half of it. My next question, I'm not sure if you're going to be able to answer it so well then, but I'm just kind of wondering, um, what is your advice to people um, looking at uni courses or TAFE courses right now? Look, there's plenty of courses and, you know, like the best, look, the best, thing, the best thing I can say to anybody in the world, and this is a kind of a tough one, the best course of anything to do within this film industry, if you want to learn right from the bottom and have a crash course on how to make movies, it's called the editing room. The cutting room is where a film is made. Now, some of the great masters from Hitchcock and David Lean all the way through, they were editors. A piece of paper is one thing, but learning how a movie is constructed and how to change it and how to mould it and making it all happens in the cutting room. The best advice I can give to anyone if they want to really see where a movie is made, and that's one of our big secrets, it's made in the editing room. And that's where I started out. I started in the cutting room. Believe me, I learned a lot. You can change an entire movie. You can make the good guy the bad guy. You can put the ending at the beginning, the middle at the end. You can actually make a comedy out of a drama. You can make a drama out of a comedy. It's all sitting, moving those frames around. And it's a fascinating process. That's what I would say right away. And the other thing to do is, it's, if you've got to break in, um, I said this, I've said this many times, but don't take no for an answer. There is work out there. You'll send a couple of letters out and people say, no, thanks, we're busy. Well, then you send it again. And then you send it again. And then you knock up on the door. And then you send someone flowers. You do that 10 times, someone will give you a job. What is your evaluation of the industry for newcomers right now? Well, this is, I reckon the industry is in the most brilliant position for newcomers at the moment. This is the time to break in this industry. Um, the world's collapsed. The film market has gone completely haywire. We're only talking about studio films at the moment, big studio films. That's all they're talking about, three, $400 million movies. Well, they're going to start falling over in a minute. And it happens every time. And when they fall over, which is, you know, when Avatar loses money, you should watch what the industry's going to do or any of those big films. The independent market's going to be born again. Australia at the moment has a good tax incentive. We've got a tax break. We're ready to go. There's a lot of money out there and a lot of people are interested in Australian films. The problem is that everybody keeps wanting to make dark kitchen sink dramas about incest Dark, dark, dark. No one's going to go and see those films. We're right at a pivotal point now where if people decide to write something fun, bright, life-affirming, it's exactly what Baz Luhrmann, PJ Hergen and myself did all at the time. It was Priscilla Strictly Ballroom, Muriel's Wedding. We weren't friends. We all came to the conclusion on our own. We had to do something different and something bright and something fun and something uplifting. We created an entire movement. But that was because we were coming out of a long period of dark, dark, dark films. At the moment, if, somebody's got some, if somebody wants to have some fun with this medium, there's plenty of opportunity. That's a really bright time. Cool. 
Let's wrap that up there. Do you have any last words for people wanting to be a filmmaker? I have nothing to say except to all first-timers. Keep writing, keep directing. You've got wonderful tools now. I mean, I never, as I said, I started in a cutting room. I didn't, I couldn't get into a cutting room for years because they were big, dumb pieces of equipment that, you know, cost $55,000. Well, your Mac has got an editing suite on it now. That was, wasn't available to anyone 10 years ago. Now it is. I mean, you've got cutting facilities right in front of you. I mean, it's right there. Just pull your finger out and get on with it. That's what I say. You've been listening to the Career Geek Podcast, a series of interviews with professionals working in all kinds of fields and industries relevant in some way to geeky interests in the interest of learning about how exactly you get into these kind of awesome jobs. This is also a spin-off of the Canned Geek Podcast. Now, that podcast is an hour-long discussion show of geek culture and news with myself and two other hosts, and you can find episodes of that podcast as well as more career geek interviews at www.cangeek.com, or you can subscribe on iTunes and follow the feed of both podcasts on there. And you can also check out cangeek.com for the most comprehensive and up-to-date guide to geeky conventions, meets and events happening in Australia, New Zealand and Tasmania. These episodes of Career Geek have been recorded during and after Midfer which is Australia's furry convention which was held from December 3rd to 6th, 2009 and is held every year in Melbourne in December. See, I began this project because two things converged in my mind. The first was that I noticed just how many members of the furry community worked in awesome and geeky professions. Robotics, special effects, animators, scientists, there's furries in those industries and more. The second thing was that I've been pursuing my own career aspirations and pondering questions along the lines of Am I employable in my field? So Career Geek is aimed at high school students, uni students, and really any geek who went to the movies or saw their doctor or played a video game and thought to themselves, I want to get paid to do that. As I mentioned, Career Geek was recorded around the time of Midfur, a furry convention which I'm proud to say I was working on as public relations and multimedia. It was a really fun event to attend and to work on, and it provided the perfect opportunity to talk to these furries about their awesome jobs. So I'd like to thank my fellow board members, the volunteers, our esteemed guests of honour, and every single attendee for making Midfur an amazing event. For more information on Midfur, you can visit www.midfur.com.au. That's M-I-D-F-U-R.com.au. All the links mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes at cankeek.com, and I do plan on adding more episodes of Career Geek in the future, talking with both furries and non-furries. Lastly, and most importantly, I'd like to thank the voices behind all the people you hear in the Career Geek podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with me and share your knowledge. Thank you for listening. Once again, the website is cannedgeek.com, and the music you've been hearing in the background is by Chicago Lolly. <laughs>